Thank you, Eric, for frustrating me to death. That's, but I still love you. That's what I live to do. Yay! <laughs> My life, it's wonderful. <laughs> Rude. Hello, I'm Robin. And I'm Eric. And this is Do We Like? The podcast where we debate the pros and cons of popular people, places, and things to decide if we like them or need to leave them. That's right. And we're back this week with another full debate round. See. (laughs) (laughs) And we're coming off of a really wonderful lightning round from last week with our great friend Candy. Yeah, a lot of fun topics brought up last week like pet rocks. And long fake nails. And the rest... (laughs) (laughs) Actually, long fake nails was on my list of things to do for like the daily polls on do we like and I don't think I ever got around to doing it and Candy beat me to it. There you go. Yeah, but it's a good one. I really like that one. Yeah, it was lots of fun. Yeah, it was. And the winner of that episode Uh, (laughs) was me. Was you. (laughs) Please. So that means I get to pick pro or con. So you get to pick the topic out of this handy dandy hat. Yeah, I get to do the hat. I'm really going to make this one count. Yeah, take my time. Soak it up. My (laughs) loser privileges. (laughs) All right. And we have, ooh, camping. Camping. What a seasonally applicable topic (laughs) for the middle of winter. Camping. Eight feet of snow out. Let's go camping. Excellent. Eric, how do you feel about camping? I can't say that I've officially gone, and also I don't like it. One, it's insane to me that you have never been camping. I'm an indoor kid. It's just, yeah, I mean, like, I am an indoor human too, but Well, clearly not camping. if you like camping. Okay, fine. I don't know. I think the main, the my main block, I'll give you a little heads up for the debate. The my main block is that there's no toilet to go to and you got dirty butt hanging around. <laughs> And you can't be comfortable. What's the point? Just stay home. You okay. be comfortable in your nice bed. Well, I'm going to dispel that myth. We'll see. <laughs> yes, we shall see. How do you feel about camping? I like camping. It was one of the very few things that like me and my family did as a as a family. It was like camping and bowling were like our our things. Uh-huh. Our family activities. So like, you know, yeah, we went a lot when I was a kid. And then I've, you know, gone with friends a few times since I've been older, not as much as I would like because I like camping more than other people, maybe. I like camping more than my friend group, which are a lot of like people who enjoy (laughs) sitting at home and playing video games or. Yeah. Or you have your friends that like cabins and stuff. Like one. If that's considered camping. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we'll figure out, right? We will. Yeah. We shall. So for this topic. Since I get to choose pro or con, I'm going to stick with my guns and pick con. Okay, awesome. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. You ready to research? Yeah, I think I'm ready. <laughs> Why are you pausing? For dramatic effect. Ooh, very dramatic. So yeah. let's do this dramatic research. Woo! Hey, listeners. If you're enjoying this podcast, Beamed Media has another show I think you might like. It's called The Personal History of Games, and it's hosted by Do We Like co-host Eric Canius. I'll let him take it from here. Thanks, Robin. Hey, folks, Eric here, and I'd like to invite you to check out my podcast, The Personal History of Games, a show where I interview people from all walks of life on how games have intersected with and influenced their lives. Guests range from people in and around the games industry to the more casual players. 
We have conversations to find out how we got from that first influential game they played to today, and all the steps in between. You can find the personal history of games wherever you listen to podcasts, or check out our website at personalhog.com. And we're back. We are back from our sojourn into the woods to find our information for this debate. Oh, boy. How long did it take you to come up with that one? <laughs> right off the top of my head, baby. Bravo. Thank you. So, how you feeling? Good. We'll see. All right. Where are you going first or are you going last? I am going to go. I'm, I'm reverting back to my old self and I'm going last. That's fine. That's yeah. completely fair. Well, I will bring us on a journey and we will have a great debate. Let's hope. Good luck to you. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Let's start. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. All right. Go. Oh, you love nature, do you? Well, then don't camp. <laughs> Ten nights with a tent is all it takes for a tent to ravage the earth below it. The flowers you smelled on the way into camp are dead on the way out, never to be reborn for decades. Trees ravaged, making campfires, building lean-tos, having temporary fun with nature's branches, but causing long-term destruction in your wake. Habitat's ruined. Picture this. You leave to go to the grocery store. When you come back, your house is trashed. Fridge raided. Couch flattened. TV ripped in half and set on fire. That is what you are doing to those cute little animals you see in nature. You are destroying their habitat with your big stomping steps and your, hey, look at me. I'm a human and I could do whatever I want. And now I'm in your land, stomping on it, pooping in it. And tearing down your trees to make a little fire for me to sit around and tell dumb stories with. All right. Well, there is some undoubtedly like bad forms of camping. A lot of campers are very like ecologically aware and conscious and ensure that they don't leave anything behind. They're only using wood from trees that have already fallen down. And, you know, there are a lot of like campsites that are kind of like, you know, UNESCO sites or that are protected areas that, you know, are well regulated by you know, forest rangers and stuff. So you have to follow guidelines regardless. But anyway, that brings me to my one first point, which is that a camping comes in all shapes and sizes. There's no one way to camp. You can do an RV, you can do a cabin, you can do a lodge, a tent, a trailer. It's not always remote. You can do it in campsites that have full facilities that have toilets and showers and electricity and plug-ins. Um, and you can bring as little as much as you want. There's, you know, air beds, propane grills, electric uh, bug repellers, everything like that. Just go to a Cabela's or like, you know, a Big Bass Pro Shop. It's a whole freaking industry. Uh, there's so many kinds camping. You know what else has all that stuff if you're privileged enough to have it? Your own home. <laughs> you only live once. Your body, you only get one. Why not treat it to the most comfort you can while you can? I'm lucky enough to have a warm, cozy bed and by golly, I'm going to use it every chance I get. I'll go into the backyard for some nature, put on a sound machine for nature noises and sleep in my own bed. <laughs> Not only that, I'm very lucky to have a bidet attachment on the toilet. No other luxury is as great as being shower fresh at every waking moment. If you don't have a bidet attachment, get one. I assure you it will be the most worthwhile than damaging any campsite or any nature with your stomping around. And yes, all the things you listed, you can have in the home. So why buy them again and then go out or use a, use a worst version when you can just walk outside, go for a walk in the park. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> 
Well, that kind of brings me to like the second part of my first part is that the beauty about camping is that you don't need all of those things. They're just accessories if you really hate camping, basically, but that you can go out and do it with really like the minimum, which is why it is such a great affordable option for a vacation for families who can't afford to travel different places, who want to get out of their home for a little while and experience something new, and they just don't have, you know, the means to do so. That was my family. But hey, you know what was affordable enough for us? A couple of tents, some sleeping bags, you know, enough gas for the car and some food to get us out there and the money for the campsite. So, hey, you know, uh, building a campsite is dirt cheap. It's a great way to get out of the city and have fun and have a little mini vacation. And you know what? On top of that, there's also something else that you can do that you can't do in your own house is learn something new. But I'll get back to that next time because I'm running out of time. (laughs) I think what you meant to say is the thing you can't do at home that you can do in the woods is poop on the floor. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all this aside, you know what you're getting into when you get out there? I'd rather go for a walk in the park because there's less bugs and animals. Remember our debate about spiders? Well, you're in their territory now, and they can and will do whatever they want to you. Not only that, they brought backup. We'll go from smallest to largest. Ants. Spiders, <laughs> squirrels, chipmunks, skunks, raccoons, monkeys, if you're in the area with monkeys, mountain lions, panthers, other campers, deer, bears, moose, other campers, SUVs. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> it's hard to avoid these things when you're in their territory. They're going to get you, and you might as well just have a nice, calm, anxiety free time in your backyard or inside your house where you are the king of the castle. Okay, you know why they're not going to get you? Because you go out there and you learn skills while you camp, and that's one of the reasons you go. You know why I'm so much better at you at starting fires in the pit in the backyard? (laughs) It's because I learned how to start a fire while I was camping, okay? It's the best way to learn how to build a fire, cook over a fire, protect yourself from bugs, the elements, other animals, and it generally forces you to think differently and think on your feet and develop new problem-solving skills that are really valuable. And you know, that improves your confidence. It shows you how little you actually need to be happy and be successful and do well. And it makes you appreciate the things you have in your life more. Um, Those all seem like really great things to me. As well, it gets you back in touch with nature. The whole point is to be near the nature and appreciate the nature. You feel the elements more. You get to see the wildlife in its natural settings and you get to witness the beauty of natural landscapes like you never have before. You can see space at night in a whole new way. The sounds of nature entirely different. That's what you're going for. Yes, you might get something out of it, but continuing on my animal band, uh, <laughs> they are as afraid of animals as you might be. They are afraid of you just as much, if not more. Again, imagine you leave your home to go to the grocery store and come back to find a pack of deer chilling in your crushed couch. The chopped, they chopped up your coffee table and lit it on fire and are using pieces of your TV to roast marshmallows while telling dumb stories about that time they got wasted in deer high school. You'd be afraid and would never think of anywhere as safe again. Or worse, these deers feed you some marshmallows and a week, and a week later you go up to a different pack of deer for more marshmallow and they shoot you. This is bad news all around. You're teaching bad habits to deers and to other animals by making them afraid. And you're either making them afraid of their own home or they get too comfortable with with predators and that leaves them to death and decay. 
again, you're speaking like entirely about like the most unethical kind of campers <laughs> and hunters. Uh, but the point is to live with the a natural world instead of being at odds with it. That's the whole point. Like, picture this. You're out in your tent. You wake up. You unzip the tent. You see, like, a family of deer majestically standing by a beautiful flowing creek in the distance. The sun is out. It's nice and warm. You can hear the bird songs in the background. It's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's serene. You're like, wow, I belong here. I am part of nature. If, like, if that doesn't make you want to save the fucking earth, like nothing's going to make you want to save the fucking earth. And you know what? On top of that, camping is just fun. There's so many things that you can do that aren't like ecologically harmful at all, like hiking, taking a swim, stargazing. Some places have horseback riding. You can do some outdoor team sports like volleyball or badminton, or you can just sit around your fire and have some beers with your friends and connect and like have a good time with each other. Well, my final topic is called This Isn't About Me. You think nature wants my loud ass in it. (laughs) I already gave countless real (laughs) issues why camping is the pits. But think of it from nature's point of view. You're allowed, you make garbage, not you in particular, just you as in humans. (laughs) You're allowed, you make garbage and smells wherever you go. Be courteous to the world around you by leaving it alone. Let it do its thing and you do yours. (laughs) Like a good roommate, pass by and wave, but don't linger. Show your respect to it by allowing it to live its life. Check in on it by walking by, smiling to yourself, nodding, and moving on. Knowing your butt is clean and your bed is comfy. Not everything is for you, and that's okay. Sleep well by knowing you're enjoying nature by letting it live its life to its fullest. This is me writing a letter. I love you, nature. I hope you're doing well. We should get coffee sometimes, but we never will. Sincerely, Eric. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go all like theoretical for like 10 (laughs) seconds because this is making me like so annoyed but it's like humans are part of nature there's no dichotomy between like what is human and what is nature humans are animals in nature and if we quit at we need to quit acting like we are different and we belong separate from nature that is probably like part of the reason why we're destroying it so badly no we belong in nature and if we like you know uh, quit distancing ourselves from it then we wouldn't be polluting it so much anyways the last great thing about camping is that it has so many health benefits. Uh, getting uh, Setting up, gathering supplies, exploring your surroundings are great. Exercise, a great way to get physically fit. Being outside increases vitamin D. Fresh air does like immediate wonders for your body and it helps you sleep like a fucking baby. It's so amazing. The lack of schedule disconnect and disconnecting from technology is amazing stress reducer and it can also help like strengthen the health and relationships of the people you go with because you have to work together in order to, you know, survive out there for the couple of days you're out there and make Make it happy and work. <laughs> You're getting real worked up for that one. Yeah, because all of this stuff that uh, the whole idea that people belong in some <laughs> separate fear of like the nature that we aren't nature drives me crazy. <laughs> well, let's debrief. So, Eric, how did you feel about your research? <laughs> there was minimal things to find. <laughs> so I had to delve deep into my soul. And make up a bunch of stuff, or and say a bunch of stuff that uh, sided with my argument. I see that. How'd you feel about research? Good, <laughs> because there are just countless wildlife ecology, uh, you know, websites for specific farmlands and park and forests and stuff talking about why camping is a good idea for you to do. And I mean, I didn't really even need any of them because I already knew because I go camping and I've like experienced a lot of these benefits for myself. I would say your last point 
responding to my point <laughs> was the one that clearly I needed you to hear earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and that humans are a part of nature. <laughs> I should stop acting like we're two separate things. Well, I mean, then it would have derailed your whole argument and you would have had nothing left. And then I got to think on my feet. I guess that's true. I Maybe st- I should push you harder. <laughs> stick with the, the dirty butt argument for five <laughs> <dirty> points. <laughs> I'll do my dirty butt gambit <laughs> or try and win the debate with that bell. <laughs> so did you change your mind at all? From your debates, yes. Yeah. Yes, they're very, very not thrilling. What's the word I'm looking for? Persuasive. Persuasive. They're very persuasive. (laughs) They're very thrilling and persuasive arguments. That's fair. I don't know. I guess that's a a topic, not like the topic of camping itself, Uh but just the topic of like people's role in nature is like something that is important to me. And that's okay. That's good. Yeah. I liked your passion. It was that was a lot of convincing part of it too. Was your passion? Oh, thank you. But yeah, no, uh, my mind didn't change very much. If anything, you made me like more adamant that camping is a good thing that more people need to do since it's like, yeah, there's people out there who think that we are just like naturally wasteful, garbage producing, (laughs) nature destroying beings. And that's not the truth. Like we can live successfully. Yes. With the natural world. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> like this is such a clear-cut argument. There's not even much to say extra on it. You convinced me. I know I'm being a butthead, and so I had to lean into that for this debate because once I did one Google search, <laughs> like, like I found, oh no, I found a couple things that were like bad with camping, but then all the ways you can alleviate those. <laughs> Fair, yeah. That's the thing is, it's like camping is such an industry now that if you like have an issue, you can go to a store and find something that will alleviate it if you really yes. need to, or like there's lots of natural ways as well. Yeah, and then any impact you have can be minimized greatly just by doing better yeah just by like yeah understanding doing the bare minimum need like leaving nothing behind and being yeah conscientious about like your literal and figurative footprints there you go (laughs) so in conclusion do we like camping yes yes do you you think uh you'll ever go camping now we'd have to ease into it but yes i would yeah that's fair i mean as my family got older, like my parents became less and less capable of like tent sleeping and stuff like that. Yeah. Like their body's just not going to have it and whatnot. So yeah, you have to just do whatever, wherever you're comfortable, whatever comfort level you're at. Yeah, I would have to get used to tent pooping. <laughs> no, like that's that's the one thing like for me, that's like my boundary of comfort is it's like I will not camp remotely because I want... A bathroom. So it's like we live in Saskatchewan and kind of like on the border of Saskatchewan and Alberta, there's Cypress Hills. It's kind of like right down in the southernmost point of Saskatchewan. And it's like it's a huge, great, great park and campsite. And it's like you can get a site at locations where they have full showers and full 
toilets, you know, it's like public showers and public toilets like there would be at like a pool or something like that. Yeah, that sounds like the good balance. Yeah. And you can still uh, sleep in a tent if you want to. And like they have a dark sky preserve for their telescope. And it's a little bit more off the map in the park and stuff. So you can have like a true kind of isolated experience if you want. And then, you know, go to the site over and poop in a nice toilet. (laughs) Now that's the dream. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, yep, you convinced me. Let's do it sometime. (laughs) Sometime. Yeah, who knows when that will be. One, it's the middle of winter, and two, all campsites are full because everyone wants to get outside. Yeah, with this pandemic going on, um, especially in a place like Saskatchewan that has a lot of camping, it's what people are going to choose to do all summer so that they can spend yeah, time being physically active and outdoors and away from their home. Exactly. But we'll make it happen. You can show me the ropes and I'll learn it and I'll be one with nature in no time. I'll be the one that's sitting on the on the flattened deer couch and burning their coffee table <laughs> figuratively. <laughs> oh, God. We'll get you there. You didn't like my metaphors? I loved your metaphors. They were just <laughs> wild as hell. <laughs> Well, thank you. I'll count that as a win. Oh, <laughs> and the freaking marshmallow thing, man. <laughs> what? Like, that is just a tactic used by, like, the worst hunters. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, and, like, the worst kind of hunters that are, like, looked down upon by, like, other hunters and then also small children. <laughs> and that's it. Who feed things because they're like, oh. Yes. <laughs> a deer. Well, I'm glad my metaphors did something. I'll count that as a win. But the real winner here is camping. Yay! And Robin also. But so that concludes this episode of Do We Like? Thank you again for listening. Yes, thanks, everybody. Thanks for the good debate, Robin. And thank you, Eric, for frustrating me to death. That's, but I still love you. <laughs> that's what I live to do. Yay! <laughs> my life, it's wonderful. <laughs> Rude. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. You can hear more Do We Like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us out, please leave a rating and review. For updates, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Do We Like Podcast, or check out our website at dowelike.com. The show is hosted and produced by Eric Canius and Robin Lands. Do We Like is brought to you by Beamed Media, a Canadian podcast network. 